0: I don't know. Whatever. I'm sad. This is a sad show. Welcome in. Uh, We were going to do, we were going to be the Bang Bang Gang. We were excited tonight to just have the two of us here. We're talking about Dick Mountain later. This is supposed to be a happy episode, but it's not because the Arizona Diamondbacks lose game one against the Seattle Mariners by uh, a score that really doesn't matter because (laughs) they were down essentially uh, in the first inning and they never mustered up enough offense to get past uh, essentially the deficit that they were in prior to picking up the bats for the first time. My name is Derek Montia. I am occasionally known as your mayor of the city of Phoenix. This man next to me, uh, even when he's low on energy, is still Mr. Electric Sean DePaz. And we will be hearing from the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman, here in a bit from Chase Field. But, of course, first we have to talk about this loss. Now, obviously, Tommy Henry had a terrible first inning, right? Yeah. He goes out there, he gives up three doubles, a single walk, four earned runs in the first inning uh, before, again, the Diamondbacks even picked up their bats. But theoretically here, when you look at the end of the game, you look at what Tommy Henry was able to do after that point. Do you blame Henry for this loss, or do you just blame the offense that really couldn't muster up more than two runs on essentially an error? I mean, is that, I'm, I know it's kind of a
1: chicken's way out of the answer. It's yeah. both. Like, I mean, I, I it's because it's, it's, it's hard – because you under, I would understand if the offense, like, you go out, you haven't even had a chance to swing yet, and you're already down for nothing. That's pretty discouraging. But on the other hand, like, you're a professional ball player. You kind of just have to do your job, um, especially at the plate. So, it, it, I mean, it, yeah, I, I think because of what has been going on with the bullpen, the offense has been getting somewhat of a pass for how just lethargic they've been lately. Like, no part, no part of this team except for Catel Marte has been good.
0: Yeah. That's fair. I would say, I would say Corbin Carroll. Yeah, but he he didn't have a good night. He did not have a good night tonight. But uh, when you talk about the effort, I don't think you see a difference in effort from Corbin Carroll. I do feel like at times, like you're saying, you can kind of see the air let out of their balloon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and like, like you said, there is something to be said about being down four runs before you even go out there and, and, and play, you know, have, have one offensive at bat. But uh, I don't know right now. The Diamondbacks' offense has not been very good lately. They continue to kind of struggle. It, 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 the only time when we do see them able, when, when we're able to see them put up a lot of runs, seems to be in games when they're giving up a lot of runs. Yeah, right. Like it's just kind of a weird thing here where uh, they they show up uh, when when it's when it's not important, when it's a blowout, when essentially they're down by a lot, but when they have a chance to potentially come back and answer back like they've done all season long uh lately they have not uh tommy henry again not a great first inning but when you look at his overall line i think most of us would take something close to this he gives up uh he goes six innings pitch he gives up six hits four runs four earned one walk six strikeouts yeah i'm not saying it's great I'm not even going to go out on a limb and say it's good. I'm just going to say that Tommy Henry, after an outing, you wouldn't be that upset if that was his line. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: he's not face.
0: Yeah, it's not his job to go out there.
1: I mean, it's not the expectation for him to go out there and and, and pitch seven no score.
0: Like, and he was incredible. Right? Let's let's be honest. He was really good. I think he sat down like I believe it was close to ten plus in a row. Um, after that first inning, he, yeah, he definitely got things back on track. It's It's just unfortunate that it took, you know, that terrible first inning for him uh, yeah. to go there right. Benjamin and,
1: so, and saying something that I was gonna kind of get at is like it, I've, for, I feel like for so much of the beginning of the season, we were taught we were praising this team for being like something, no matter what, like something's gonna go wrong. But they have something else go right to pick it up, yeah, right. And like now you, that's the, the, not the and now that's not happening. Yeah. Things are going wrong, yeah. and there is the offense is not showing back up to 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 pick up the the bad four run inning, or the pitchers are giving up, uh, thirteen runs when their offense is putting up seven and, and forcing their offense to put up seventeen. or Whatever. It I'll was. take like,
0: it a step further than that. I will say also the Diamondbacks. I mean, it was so it, they were doing so well. That we were looking at the other side of things and saying, why couldn't they put together more complete performances yeah, exactly, yeah, where yeah. everything was working at the same time? Now what we're seeing is uh to be honest, nothing really working. Like uh or at least nothing working when 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 we exactly need it to, right? The Diamondbacks needed an offensive pick-me-up tonight. They didn't really get it. Like yeah. I said. You've just been waiting for someone to hit a bomb. Man. Yeah, it <laughs> felt like that. I mean, they had they had a lot of opportunities, it felt like it's not like they were out, they weren't out hit they hit as they had as many yeah. hits as the Mariners and, and, both that, teams and, had 10 and hits.
1: that's where I think the value and I, we're obviously going to talk more about deadline stuff later but like the value in like the power bat comp conversation comes because yeah. you look at a guy like Cody Bellinger and that's exactly what he's been able to do for the, the the Cubs is he hits big he makes big hits and he he injects energy into that team yeah that's one thing that can carry teams i mentioned it the other day it's exactly what happened with the phillies bryce harper sparked that team to play out of their damn mind and they made the world series you cannot tell me that that
0: is not a real thing and i am a person that doesn't have it i don't believe in momentum i don't believe in magic i don't believe in a lot of that bullshit to be honest but man the the injection of energy from a single player is real and it can be real and don't tell me like don't tell me ellie Ellie de la cruz did not do that to the cincinnati reds no that that is the physical manifestation of energy being injected into a baseball team that man is an electric ball player and he makes everybody excited around him i mean even when he does dumb shit it's still like electric because he just he's he's at 11 he turns it up to 11 all the time like he everything he does It's at a maximum output of of energy. And he plays with his heart in his sleeve. Right.
1: That, that's what that's what I've, I've had this conversation before and i it was framed differently when i was talking to damon about like this team not having like cool players yeah like they don't really have those guys that wear their their heart on their sleeve in that sense and i and think it just, provides they, something to teams they, it
0: does it gets the team yeah. fired up it absolutely does and right now at times we've seen this team and not just this year's team this team in the past be too complacent about mm-hmm. that and that's something that may be a reflection of Torrey Lavallo a bit because Torrey Lavallo doesn't like to go in that direction necessarily. Torrey Lovello tends to be more of an even keel kind of guy throughout a baseball season because there's so many ebbs and flows throughout the season that he feels like it's better if you, if you kind of stay in that more in that calm state. But we wanted to give a shout out for our super chat, by the way, a super chat during a loss. You're a, you're an angel. Uh, Name is advice. And the name is advice. Be calm. See clearly. That is some advice that the Arizona Diamondbacks could absolutely (sighs) use right now and BCOMC c clearly asks why are the trades taking so long well we're gonna get to some of the trades that have been made that we've talked about i've said i'm jealous i'm on uh, I'm, I'm getting fomo i'm watching these other teams make moves but some of these trades that are happening right now are let's be honest uh, they're i mean yeah, lucas was pretty a pretty big name moving and switching david robertson yeah david like, robertson I, I, that, I don't think he was, is, he, was he was sad he was sad he was texting us curse words about David Robinson getting I traded was. to the Marlins uh, right? I
1: mean that was the first, that was like the first name
0: that I was on yeah well a lot of a lot of Mets, Mets play a lot of Mets fans are very angry about them they traded
1: the, him in division
0: the, yeah yeah within division, division, division to the you're Marlins. you're trying to help the right. Marlins win a World Series Just what are we doing white flagging it white flagging it big, big I mean
1: time. Uh, unless your mindset is we're gonna fleece them for some prospects and he's gonna not resign at the end of the year then I guess but yeah I I don't like that um but yeah i mean, yeah like you said we're gonna talk about it later but i, we, I think we, we might need that. to we might need to temper the idea that like to, uh, the d-backs are being super slow and
0: all these other teams are going crazy like we'll talk about the dodgers trades they're not they're not great they're but not great but here is one question that i have and especially after looking at uh tommy henry's performance tonight what would you do with the starting rotation if the diamondbacks are able to land a starting pitcher the obvious answer here is that that starting pitcher fits in with merrill kelly and zach gallon has the yeah. top three yep. so what do you do personally with the rest of the rotation uh dfa zach davies over text eject them into the sun
1: um i don't know i understood um, that reference <laughs> um yeah if you know you know
0: well uh, i mean okay, i mean, zach so, davies is the
1: obvious one out in my mind
0: right but you uh, still uh, are you gonna brandon fought back down are you gonna to wait to see brandon fought
1: against well the okay. i mean tomorrow? let's be real there's a, a chance that the problem gets solved in the trade and that brandon fought is someone that gets traded um I'm not necessarily, I'm not advocating for that, mother, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, obviously that's a name that keeps coming up in some of the the, the
0: proposals that we, sure. we talk about on the yeah. show. So uh, there's a chance that that gets solved. <laughs> I mean, yes, you as you guys have pointed out, it's, we, we know we can't make all of these trades with Alec Thomas, Brandon. Yeah, exactly. We so, get it. They're proposals and we know that yeah. the Diamondbacks are most likely so, going to just
1: make one. There's a chance. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm honestly going to be surprised if Davies ever, I, I don't. I don't know if Davies ever pitches again for the Arizona Diamond and an Arizona Diamondbacks uniform. I don't I don't know why Like why you would. Yeah. Uh, I like because you're either you're either requiring someone or Fod is still up here, I think, especially if he has another good start. Um.
0: So I'm, I'm, we're, I can't wait to see his next start. Yeah, same, I cannot and, wait uh, gonna, to see his start. Tomorrow.
1: I, I, I mean, uh, no, no pressure, young man. But I think that's going to be such an important start, not just for him, but for the organization
0: like it. Hearing Brent Strom talk about the stuff they did mm-hmm. and like yeah. how excited Strom is about how beneficial these were for for Brandon fought, he he was just very big on the way that uh, the change to the other side of the rubber uh, kind of makes his arm slot very deceptive now. Yeah, uh, and one of the drills he was talking about, I don't think I had a chance to talk about this the other day, but he he has him throw through like a hula hoop, hmm. right? So that he throws. Each pitch through a hula hoop, and they all land in the strike zone, but they're different pitches, so they have to go through the hula hoop first oh, to get to okay, the plate. Yeah, yeah. And then, as he perfects it, they move the hula hoop farther and farther away, so they move it closer to the batter's box to try to get him to throw basically you know, all of the different array of pitches he has through the hula hoop, so they're all coming at you at one point, and their break Doesn't break until late,
1: like so. I mean, be calm, be see clearly with another super chat. Two dollars. This is a suggestion, man.
0: Oh, be (laughs) calm, see clearly with another super chat says Can Davies be in the bullpen as the closer? He can be in the bullpen as like
1: a, I a don't as, know. Yeah,
0: he can be in the bullpen as a backup bullpen catcher if he wants thing, here's the thing um, and get him not, off my damn team. look he just he just wants he just wants the DFA and I do but um the bigger point here is that the Diamondbacks do have the potential to not send Brandon Fott down but to potentially make Ryan Nelson or Tommy Henry a bullpen arm yeah and i think we've seen tommy out of the bullpen once this year we have and and i know that they are kind of committed to not doing that yeah but i mean in in the postseason everything's different when you get there and jesse will have some updates for us on Dre jameson but we know how much we hated what they did with Dre jameson so i don't know how excited i am to move one of these guys to the bullpen. Well, I hated it at
1: first, but I loved it one, after it happened. Like, I loved Dre right
0: in the bullpen. I think he's... That's, that's okay. So, like... I just hated the switching back and forth. I hated yeah, the that, yeah, that's indecision. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, if yeah, you're going to make him a bullpen arm, make him a bullpen oh, arm, you know? I mean,
1: what are we going to do? We're going to say Zach Davies is going to be worse or more inconsistent? Like,
0: it, use him however you want. It can't get worse than it already is. I think the idea there is Zach Davies wasn't terrible in short outings, but he could be... Uh, I mean, he, he can could be an be, opener. He, he could be. Uh, yeah, I mean, a bullpen arm. Mike, right? That's the thing. At the uh, essentially, at the end of the day, is that the Diamondbacks have a lot of problems to solve. Uh, of course, today the bullpen gives up just one earned run, but they still gave up an earned run. But yeah. they did. They didn't fall was that apart. Nineteen the last twenty now. It was uh, yeah, basically something like that. yeah, something like that. Um, and the Dbacks have lost fifteen of their last twenty, which that, that is not good. Not good, folks. Not good. Uh, I guess. The big question that we're faced with now is: Should they even be buyers at the trade deadline? I feel like that's a drastic statement to make, but the one thing I will say based on some of these trades we've seen is: Is it worth it? As Jesse brought up with the Angels being buyers, it, uh, what are they doing? Like, uh, where are you getting it yeah, at? How are still you four getting four and a half playoffs? games
1: out of the, the the
0: playoffs and they lost? I okay. just, I, I, just don't know, you know, if, and again, I'm not like because I think the thing is, and we've tried to clarify this about this team, they, they don't have to be one or the other. They just have to not make any trades that mortgage their future in order to try yeah. to make their team uh, embarrassing tonight. Uh, or embarrassing, uh, better. Uh, I'm, I'm reading your guys' messages, <laughs> and it's getting in my brain. Uh, Groundhound Mama says the bullpen was not the problem tonight. You're absolutely right about the offense. that. Uh, AZ Sports Girl says embarrassing. Yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's what you could say, especially from the offense tonight. Like I said, outside of Cattell Marte, there was not much offense generated at all, at all. Uh, and the runs they did score were due to an error. So we are going to give our King Snake to the one and only Mighty Mighty Marte. Uh, who went three for four tonight with a walk and was very good, uh, again, for this team, but unfortunately couldn't do it all by himself. The Diamondbacks, again, went 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. <laughs> uh, so it's not like they Where didn't have, have opportunities. And, I mean, I look, I know hitting with runners in scoring position isn't, it's, it's, it's something a lot of teams aren't very good at, but the opportunities squandered and their inability to convert really tells the tale here because it's not again it's not like they didn't have enough hits they just weren't able to get the big hit that that drove in the runs
1: washman wants the team to get moved to flint uh now batting for your flint tropics Mm. number seven corbin Carroll. um
0: what are we talking about just stuff being sad we're just yeah man we're just sad we're sad that the diamondbacks suck because this sucks and i mean uh, I think you made the comparison to our wonderful producer tonight Leah by the way Leah Merrill's here tonight Hello Leah. What comparison I year? haven't Happy produced the show in year? a while <laughs> and I didn't. My I didn't
2: bring any luck to the D backs tonight.
1: Although our our conversation that on baked goods. Yeah, we had did a long some runs. discussion about big goods. One of several long. It continued over about from earlier yeah. today. The Which discussion just continue, uh, from this, like yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. yeah,
0: we've been we've been on this bread kick, arguing about bread. But uh, somehow, while we were doing that, not paying attention to the game, that's when good. We things were talking about them not the being able to team. hit
1: with runners in scoring
0: position. That's what, we uh, what were I
1: was going to say is and I know I'm like, I'm not a professional baseball player, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I'm an idiot, but also sure. like it's the same thing you're batting. It's the same thing. <laughs> like the idea There's just a guy over the guy. What the fuck? What I, can't I understand, you it, like baseball is an incredibly mental game. So like, I understand why it is more difficult, yeah. but like at the end of the day, you were just trying to do the same thing you do all the yeah. other times. Yeah, no, I, I like, mean, just, it's the same it's the same wait the mental part of it it, is what makes this so frustrating because it feels like this is so mental because we know they are better
0: why can't any of their relievers fucking get through the ninth inning why is it they all collapse no matter who it it is it feels like Like, a mental thing but then they go fucking go in the eighth or they go in the seventh or they go in the sixth and they're able to get you know one hit no runs scored why well because like people people look at me in the in the press box when we have this discussion like i'm crazy and they're like Derek, the ninth inning, that's the three hardest outs to get. And I'm like, no, not, that's not the even same, the case. Three outs. Statistically, it's the seventh and eighth. That's technically harder than the ninth. It's just hard for the Diamondbacks to get it. I don't know. But I'm very frustrated, as we all are. Can I just address something real quick?
1: is not doing well. Like, okay, Benjamin made a few. First off. Like Otani is a half of a year rental. Bednar has control. Yeah, Cogs is saying it, and I think that is like that's the thing. Getting back to what we were talking about, not wanting to like do do too much and mortgage the future. Correct. Like, first off, there's not a whole lot of trades that have been made. There's really been two major trades that have been made. It's the Giolito trade and the Robertson trade, um, both of which are rentals, I believe. Correct. Is Giolito a rental? Giolito is a rental. Yeah, yes. and I know Robertson yeah. is. Yeah.
0: Um, all of the, I think all of the White Sox starting pitchers were essentially – Lance Lynn yeah. was also a rental. I believe I think
1: Cease is the only one that isn't yeah, that's yeah, the that's reason right. why the yeah. White Sox aren't exactly players. right yeah. um and so like I I am not I, I think what's most likely happening is they are prioritizing not jeopardizing their future and trying to get guys with uh control which is going to be easier to do what the when they get close to the deadline also Jose Dog. Chill. (laughs) Why are you celebrating being right about the team sucking? Like that's weirdo energy, my guy.
0: You know, it's it's something that we do. And I think it's because we're we have this weird thing here in Arizona where we haven't had joy. We haven't had things happen for us. So we're going to celebrate being right about the teamy and bad. No, here's why. I think that it's just easier to go that route. And then if things are bad, then you're not disappointed and you're not let down. But if things are good, then you win also, because you're still, still in the playoff the hunt, team.
1: right? Like, and and that's why they go do things at the deadline because they're still in the play on hunt, the playoff hunt, and they have a chance to spark
0: this team. Now, I mean, that's the weird. That's the weird dual sided nature to this conversation is that. They need to get better. They need something, right? And we yes. know that we've seen this team have a trade happen like the J.D. Martinez trade where Torrey Lobolo said that he went in and, and he pumped his fist in his office like uh, like Herb Brooks from the USA national team uh, after they won the gold medal, right? Like Who there do you was play for? That, <laughs> uh, they, uh, but I'll tell you, I mean, you never know what the Diamondbacks could bring over that could spark this team to be better, right? And I think that that's like i don't know i mean it's it, that's the hard decision and that's the decision that mike hazen and the front office are in and also like, do they make the move and and how much are the moves going to cost especially with the trade market being yeah. as expensive as it is that's, right now that's
1: the thing like everyone's getting very impatient and i get that like i want like i i tweeted when the robertson trade got tweeted last night i said i, I said the d need to announce bednar like and it was it was tongue-in-cheek yeah. but like yeah. i want them to do something but it gets easy like the price
0: lowers as the closer you get to the deadline right so it, and that's going back to the question that we were asked that's the reason why yeah, this is like, taking so long is the Diamondbacks are waiting the Diamondbacks are also waiting to see how bad they're gonna be right like so I mean don't get it twisted they also want to see if there's any worth to them to even make this team better right the The joke about the Angels is that the Angels are potentially going to lose Otani at the end of the season <laughs> and that they're trading away their future now to try to like make this team have some sort of run here in the second half and they might not even make the playoffs do you want the diamondbacks to be in that position do you want them to make trades but then still not be yeah. good enough to even make the playoffs yeah and that like, could again potentially happen. i don't want them to go like
1: i love marcus stroman and i've said that i want him here the reality is, is i don't really think that's that smart of a move especially if it's like, the only move you're making Like, Bednar, I like a lot because there's control. And I don't know that necessarily this year is the way it is going to be the year. But he gives you a chance to be better this year and also be better next year and the year after that.
0: And I think that was Benjamin's point or question early on. Like, why why do we want to not give up anything for Otani? And why do we want to go in on Bednar? Because the thought here is that this team is good this year, but they're going to even be better next year and beyond. And also... If if you're of the camp that thinks this, we have a limited time frame for Zach Gallon to be here. So next year and the in the following season are the two years that maybe are the years that you go for it. To have a guy like Bednar in your in your bullpen closing games completely changes the dynamic right now of and this team. Also, they have not gone into an off season
1: yet where they have been a playoff team. Like and so in terms of like making the team even better next year, is like they sure they can do things at Deadline now, get Bednar, whatever. But there's also gonna be free agents that now they're going to be in on because this is a team that can win a World Series next year that they would not have been on coming into this year because they are exceeding expectations. Every expectation that people from that organization had laid out have been have been surpassed yeah they did not expect this so they did not this roster was not in a position to necessarily be a play to be a world series team when they started the season and so now they're trying to make these adjustments at, at, at the deadline you give them a full offseason and you let the players some players develop hopefully you get to next year where you have a more consistent third baseman nick Ahmed never has to see the field again uh you maybe have another catcher who's good um like i mean, i'm not trying to like punt on this season but i'm saying but approach at the deadline should be one that sets you up for success for this year and next year and the year after
0: that. I think the biggest thing to me is the point that Tyler Hall makes here. And he says, we've also seen them make moves and it all falls apart. Also true. Yeah. And honestly, that's that's a whole other conversation. That that maybe goes back to the negative thought process and how that kind of infiltrates, you know, your ability Mm -hmm. to think that anything good can happen to your team. Uh, Also, I don't know. I mean, really what what we're seeing is is a team come back down to earth that overperformed all season long and i think if we're talking about the reason why we haven't seen any trades made yet is that is that i mean the front office as much as we as much as we think that this team could go on to win the world series because we love them we love the way they played we love the way yeah. that these young guys have have really done so much this season I mean, the expect expectations are were reasonable, oh, right? So
1: I just want I want to say this too. They trade for Lucas Giolito. I'm not sitting here pretending that this team is like really any better. Like Lucas Giolito is not or, really changing. They're better, Lance, obviously, or
0: Lance Lynn, right? Yeah, I like mean, that doesn't
1: do anything for me. Yeah. I'd like, I like I'm not shaking in my boots if I'm the the teams in the AL wildcard race because the Angels have Lucas Giolito now. Yeah, like and obviously that's can just be one brick and in a variety of moves i guess but like again the deadline is still it it really hasn't gone like not a whole lot has happened yet i know people want it at at that it has only two real players have been traded as far as i'm concerned three maybe like yeah
0: yeah uh az sports girl we are also tired of seeing this team lose every day and it feels like that's exactly what's been happening again they have now lost 50 of their last 20 and that's Exactly why it feels that way. So, are you going to go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and bet on them? Probably not. But there's lots of other great options for you to go bet on, uh, especially for new customers. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, and now I have to read the disclaimer. So, buckle up because uh, uh, it's going to be a long one. <clears throat> Should I stretch first? Uh, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 Visit gamblinghelpline.org In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, And West Virginia Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net On all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut Help is available for problem, call 888 1- 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org uh, 21 and over most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after ins- uh, issuance one boost per eligible game often required bet 50 max bet 50 dollars. 10 plus legal requirement for 100 boost eligibility wagering and dis- deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.com or dot draftkings.com slash baseball terms uh, and he, that's a good reason he left I, I wouldn't stick around for this anyway but we thank you guys so much for being here right now on the Phn Exports YouTube channel Thanks. Sean comes back, you back? You get a drink? You good? No, I just All went right. on vacation Yeah, quick. no, I understand, that's a good time to do that of course, <laughs> uh, if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, subscribe now leave us uh, a little thumbs up just so that you could tell me you appreciate uh, my fine ad reads here <laughs> uh, also, make sure you uh, sign up for notifications, that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live, if you're listening on the audio Podcast side, subscribe there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback, and most importantly, we appreciate those of you that have joined us as PHNX diehard members. We always love you guys joining us for that. We had so much fun at our takeover event. It was honestly, oh, it, was it was our best takeover, and it was a it was rally a monkey. And, Shout and out Cogs. Cogs and his monkey, rally monkey, which Cogs, by the way, is the reason we lost this game. He didn't. He didn't pull his monkey out fast enough. And mm. I know that sounds like a euphemism, but... Wait till we um, start talking about Rich, rich Wait, film. Yeah, exactly. Wait until the Dick Mountain uh, conversation starts here shortly. Uh, of course, not only will you get uh, wonderful benefits from our partners, such as a $50 gift certificate, certificate from our friends at mountain mikes uh and a ranch card from dobson ranch golf course you also get a free piece of merchandise from the phnx locker.com every year you're a member you also get 50 percent off uh, or not 50 percent off that's way too much 20 percent off all future purchases i'm just although there, there is the a discount. sale right now there is a sale right now up to 50 off so jump over to phnxlocker.com Hurry, get there right now and buy yourself some wonderful merch not only do you get all that stuff you get access to our members only discord lounge which is the best place to be an arizona sports fan you get jesse's newsletter full count and the newsletter from all of our writers around here uh, and so much more including members only merchandise members only uh, invites to events uh, and and members only discount so become a diehard member today
1: well I just oh, real quick yeah i just i just marcos In here talking about how uh, Mike Hazen needs to be fired and is on vacation and all this stuff. I just. I just. You better be in here apologizing to the man when if they make a trade. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like there's, there's still a few ways of. De- Nobody's done anything yet. We are a few we, ways of. De- two we'll days away from the deadline. Relax, relax, but you
0: gotta come relax. when they cut. Co- if they come through you with just, a trade, I mean, you gotta just come, just come, back, come back, back and apologize, and you gotta Relax. I'm just saying.
1: Like, talk to me on the 31st at 3:01 p.m. Yeah. Then we then we can have this conversation. Until then, anything's possible.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know about agreeing with him being one of the worst GMs in the league because we could be Colorado. We could be a lot of things. But uh, the person that, that really keeps us grounded and, and reasonable around here has finally arrived. Nah, I uh, don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, this guy can stop. <laughs> I got to stop telling people to uh, relax. We are here with the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman, coming to us live from Chase Field. Jesse, wonderful to see you. And, of course, I was wondering uh, what the vibes were like tonight after the Diamondbacks have lost uh, 15 out of 20. Feels like uh, it's 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 a lot.
2: Yeah, not great. Uh, Diamondbacks clubhouse was was pretty quiet, as you would expect. Uh, we only spoke with Tommy Henry after this game. Didn't necessarily feel the need to, to speak with anyone else in the Diamondbacks clubhouse. Uh, I think Torrey Lavello, what, what he had to say after the game was, was interesting. He was using phrases like, you know, uh, our day will come. Uh, we're going to fight our way out of this one way or another. I'll never stop believing in this team. They've proven it to me again and again. You know, these kinds of things where you can tell that Torrey Lovello has some level of awareness that this Diamondbacks team has been in, in free fall for several weeks now, right? I mean, it's like they they started struggling at the end of June, and those struggles basically haven't stopped for about a month now at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean you can tell that this is this is really weighing pretty heavy on on the guys in the clubhouse and on manager Tori Lovello, who is just continuing to, to try to find answers as the Diamondbacks just continue to struggle day after day.
0: What should we be most concerned about, Jesse? Should we be concerned about the situation with their starting pitching? Or should we be concerned about this inability for the offense to step up when they need it to? I mean, it seems like their offense can find its way and blow out losses to make them not so significant. But outside of that, it doesn't feel like this offense is able to muster up much lately.
2: Yeah, hitting hitting with runners in scoring position continues mm-hmm. to be a big problem for this baseball team. The D-backs were 0 for seven in this game. Uh, I believe the Mariners were five for sixteen, and that's just kind of been the trend. Like series after series, opposing teams are hitting with runners in scoring position, and the Diamondbacks really aren't. Uh, they really had their chances in this game too. I mean, they had nine hits. Uh, against logan gilbert in the game they did eventually score two runs that were charged to him but they were because of a wild pitch in an air like the diamondbacks never actually got like a big hit in this game they were able to get some traffic on the base paths but they really weren't able to execute when they needed to i asked Tori after the game if if he felt the guys were were pressing in those situations and he kind of started by sort of saying yes, and then he kind of eventually arrived at saying no. from From what I could tell, uh, I, I guess it's always kind of a hard question to answer. It it just seems like hitting with runners in scoring position is something that ebbs and flows a lot. And you know, you might be overthinking it if if you're saying that you know guys are pressing every time that they're struggling, and and you know they're in a great headspace every time that they're doing well. I don't know if it's necessarily that black and white, but whatever's happening in those situations right now not working for the diamondbacks and and you saw that today in a game where they had just as many hits as the mariners did uh but the mariners you know come away with a 5-2 win
0: it's a fair question because it does seem like uh the worse things get the more this team presses it feels like the the bigger the situation sometimes for this team right now the more you know they they all struggle uh, I, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's similar to what we've seen out of the the bullpen in the ninth inning where it doesn't matter who Torrey Lovato calls upon, but it doesn't seem like anybody is able to effectively go out there and get outs consistently for this team. Even when a guy proves he can do it in one game, he comes out the next and all of a sudden falls apart. So I guess the direction that this is this is leading me is to wonder if this team at this point should even be buyers – At the trade deadline with the way that they're playing your thoughts
2: it's really tough yeah i mean i think in some ways mike hazen is almost in a sense you could make a case that he's backed himself into a corner where he kind of has to because you know just a couple weeks ago he was using words like ultra aggressive uh in Mm -hmm. conversations with reporters and even when we spoke with him on on wednesday uh, I mean, it was it was pretty clear that the Diamondbacks were were looking to buy, right? Um, Tory even said it in his press
0: conference, right? He was like, "It's nice to be buyers this this time of year instead of sellers, like we've been in the past two seasons." So uh, that that was kind of tipping their cap a bit. That Tory is even convinced they're going to be buyers at the deadline.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's been pretty clear from top to bottom in this organization for a while that they are planning to buy. But, I mean, you have to, you know, kind of think ahead here. The D-backs right now are 55 and 49. I believe they're a game out of the wild card at this point. They're still in a reasonable spot to buy. I don't think it's outrageous. But you look at some teams behind them. The Padres are playing pretty well. The, the Chicago Cubs have won seven consecutive games and nine of their last ten. They're only two and a half games behind the Diamondbacks at this point. There's I mean, there's so many teams in this race yeah. that it really wouldn't be crazy for the D defects to not buy at this point. But I'm not sure they're going to do that. I feel like with with the comments that have been made, it would be a little weird for Mike Hazen to come out and say those things and then, you know, back up and decide to go a different direction. I'm not sure how that would be received in this clubhouse.
1: We were just talking about it before the show. This was not a good night for the wild card. Like, all of the wild card teams won. The Reds won. The Phillies yeah. won. The Cubs won. Uh, Marlins won. The Marlins won. So, like... Yikes. Yeah. I-, I have a question. Uh, what's wrong with Lourdes Gurriel Jr.? That's actually a question from our chat as well, Jesse.
2: A lot of people <laughs> What is going know. on?
1: Yeah. Is he going to be the worst all-star of all time?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have since uh, May... 23rd he's at 182 223 349 uh, which is awful and that's two months I mean I know he missed about a week with a with a groin injury in there but for two months which is like more than half of the season at this point Lourdes Guriel has been a terrible hitter uh, and he did come over from Toronto with this kind of a reputation we, we've known that Lourdes was one of the streakier hitters in the game but this is another level of streaky uh, where you know in May he was basically the best hitter in baseball and ever since then he he's really struggled. Derek, I know this is a really hard a moment as, as we as we discuss this. You uh, he was hair, Dude, I, got hair hair hair. Hair. I
0: cut most of it out. I, I your like, hair
2: this
1: is not helped.
0: Ha- it's not helped. Dare, it has not
2: helped. It does not help. Oh man, I don't know what's going on. But yeah Jesse's Tory, right, very good. Tori Lovello Tori Lovello was asked after the game this question of, you know, what are you seeing with Lordis Guriel? And Sounds like sort of a timing issue, which I guess is is kind of what I've seen as well. It just seems like it, I mean, it's he's just like he's a little caught in between. He, a lot of lazy fly balls to the opposite field, where he's getting letting the ball get a little bit too deep. Uh, a couple weeks ago, it seemed like he was constantly rolling over the top to the pull side. Was uh, your numbers front. did your
0: numbers date back to May twenty third for Luis Guriel?
2: yeah May twenty. that's
0: the exact yeah that's the exact date i had one he's slashing 168 227 356 lugging percentage with a 584 obp and a uh uh or a five five 584 ops i'm sorry five, five Yeah, 80, my, uh, my
2: numbers my numbers are basically identical but i threw on uh his 0 for 4 from today so huh. unfortunately those have those have gotten a little <laughs> even, bit worse. even worse it's even worse yeah today yeah
0: that's uh, that's rough. That's rough for this team. Uh, um, well, and I guess the other question, or at least the point I was making to the chat is, uh, we talked about the Angels the other day, and we kind of questioned what the Angels were doing. While you appreciate yeah, uh, in your heart what they're trying to do, while you appreciate the effort to not only keep Shohei Otani in an Angels uniform for the long term, but you could also say to try to make the most out of the time left that you potentially have with Otani. The Angels made some moves, but they might be for not, right? They might they might not even make the playoffs. They lost 4-1 for the today. The way that the, things are going for them. The Dodgers also made some moves, uh, potentially some of the most mediocre trades in the history of Major <laughs> League Baseball for one oh franchise all at the trade deadline. But let's take a look. Uh, We tweeted out. To be
1: clear, the only reason we're calling it mediocre is because they went to the Dodgers. If this is any other team, we're saying these are bad trades.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, these are straight up awful trades if it's for any other team. But for the Dodgers we're still suspicious that they might make all four of these guys (laughs) into some of the best players in baseball by the time this season is over, right? But yeah, like you look at some of these, they got Kiki Hernandez, Ahmed Rosario, Lance Lynn, a target we had for the Diamondbacks but didn't know if we really wanted or not, uh, and relief pitcher Joe Kelly goes back to the Dodgers. Uh, Of course, for that iconic moment alone, I think that was worth it, the trade, even Uh, if he doesn't have a 4.97 ERA and a minus 3 B-War. But Lance Lynn uh not great ahmed rosario 675 ops kiki hernandez 604 ops uh i don't want to see the diamondbacks make these kind of trades jesse like if it if it's a de- if it's the decision of whether or not they do this or not i don't want this because according to information that we have have, have been sent they're. The, the, the value kind of went the White Sox way, right? The White Sox seemingly won this trade, and the White Sox are seemingly winning all of their trades because now a team that's kind of been rudderless has a direction uh, in, involving rebuilding their farm system and moving towards the future, and, and the trades they've made so far have kind of lined up to make them look pretty good.
2: Yeah, I mean I I think the the national reaction to these deals that the Dodgers have made is, you know, you look at who the Dodgers are getting and you're like, okay, this isn't this isn't really all that great, you know, you're not really sure exactly what they're thinking. And then you look at what the Dodgers are giving up and you realize, okay, they're not really giving up a whole lot in these deals. That said, the Dodgers are still giving up like actual value i mean it's not like they're trading nothing for players who on paper as you just saw in that tweet all of those guys have been below replacement level players this season theoretically you shouldn't really be giving up anything in order to get them and yet the dodgers did have to tap into their farm system uh, along with i guess noah Sindergaard was was one of the pieces that they that they used in those deals uh but yeah i mean it just kind of goes to show where the trade market is at right now you know if you want lance lynn and joe kelly who have VRAs that average out to around six Uh, you're gonna have to give up, you know, a twenty three year old in in double A, who I believe is the is the Dodgers number nine overall prospect according (laughs) to MOE pipeline. That was one of the guys one of the guys that, that went in that deal so yeah. uh yeah the, I, it's, it is a little weird i mean we're this isn't scherzer and trey turner right like this is a little step down in, in right. terms of what we're used to seeing the dodgers do at the trade deadline right. Right. but you could kind of squint and see how these guys you know in certain roles could help the dodgers the rest of the way
0: well i and i mean we talked about it, they're really looking for depth they do have some really good star players all around the diamond starting pitching infield outfield like they have great players really they just don't have a lot they don't uh, injuries and stuff have really been their achilles heel and once you know uh, like their depth has just kind of been exposed at times so i don't feel like this is a terrible move to give them more depth it's just not like you said it's not the kind of moves we're used to seeing the dodgers make to bring in the big names uh and i and i don't know i mean here's an we we got some analysis of these trades we got some screenshots here that kind of show, uh, I know this is kind of hard to see, but the White Sox really in, in these value situations have been the ones that have been getting the most not only out of the Dodgers trade for Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, but also uh, with their trade with the Astros.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, in both of these deals, right? basically what this is doing is it's looking at, at surplus value. So it's like how much money is the player's projected performance worth compared to how much money they're actually going to be paid in both of these situations, I guess we're looking at the Dodgers. So if we look at the trade at the top, the Dodgers are getting two players in Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly who both have a negative surplus value. In other words, they're projected they're, they're making more money yeah. than they're actually and projected they're, to be hmm, worth. Yeah. And on the other side, uh, you know, the White Sox are getting three assets that all are on the positive side, uh, which prospects generally are because they, you know, they don't really have any any money, they don't really have any actual contracts and in books they make ten
0: thousand dollars a year and they get free hot dogs so their value is Correct. still very high compared to their cost
2: and then at the bottom here you see another trade that happened today which didn't involve the dodgers uh, but the white Sox and and the astros made a trade as well the astros apparently have this obsession with with trading for kendall graveman at the trade deadlines the second time <laughs> that they've done this in the last couple of years they but have you can to do it here. jesse they have to even, even Kendall Graveman grades out as being a negative surplus value player. His FIP this year is actually close to five. So there are some warning signs there with the reliever that the Astros are getting. And on the other side, the White Sox are getting uh, Corey Lee, who not that long ago was one of the better young catchers prospects yeah, yeah. in in the game. So, yeah, in both of these deals, I mean, you've got like theoretically negative value going to the buying team and and the team that's selling is actually getting some pretty decent prospect capital. Unfortunately (laughs) for teams like the diamondbacks, that's kind of where the trade market stands right now.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's understandable, but it's the reason why we don't want to see the diamondbacks overpay. It's the conversation we've been having when we put together some of these trade proposals that we've put together. A lot of fan reaction from the diamondbacks fan side is that we are giving up too much to get some of these players that we're trying to get we're trying to be realistic based on the value here and based on the trade market, just like at one point with the housing market, things were crazy and still kind of are like the (laughs) trade market in baseball is the same way. It is definitely a seller's market and not a buyer's market. So the team's selling are going to get way more in return for the players, maybe even way more than they're even worth just based on the fact that so many teams a are, are still in it and B feel like they are 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 just one player or two players away from, from being competitive in the playoffs. I don't know if I can say that now about this diamondbacks team after watching them play in the second half of this baseball season so far. And I don't know if I want to see them sacrificing trades where they are getting negative value in return, uh, for prospects they're giving up. Honestly. I mean, and I, like you said, a lot of this is due to the fact that baseball players are just paid so much fucking money, right? Like so many baseball players are paid so much that it's going to be hard once you've reached a certain level of being a major league star, for that value at times to really be more than what you're getting paid, because they're just paying guys so much money in order to sign them during free agency off seasons and and every, just everything involved with with guys getting paid a lot of money. But I, I, you know, we've talked about this. The Diamondbacks' key to success is building through their their farm system, building through their minor league players. Corbin Carroll is a is a guy that that 30 out of 30 baseball teams would trade for right now. And they would absolutely pay anything to get a guy like Corbin Carroll to be on their team. They would pay an absurd amount way more than the Diamondbacks signed him for to an extension. So like the Diamondbacks only choice at times in order to remain competitive is to find diamonds in the rough, like Corbin Carroll, they're not going to come around very often. And to be honest, that's the reason why I feel like they can't part with guys in order to kind of get these low value players back just to try to make themselves better without really asking the question, is this guy going to be enough to get us to the playoffs? If if you're asking me, I think that's the reason why Mike Hazen is going to have a really difficult time and probably why we haven't seen any moves made yet. It's just so difficult to look at the asking price for some of these players and think, is that guy really going to make us that much better than it's worth all of this that they're asking, right? So... Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see, Jesse, but uh, I hope they do something. And I think that's the predicament I'm stuck in. Uh, I, I'd like to see them do something to change what's happening right now to this team and how, how much they've fallen. Uh, but I also don't really know if I want to see them make a move that in, that involves mortgaging their future for this season that we are so unsure about uh, how things will, will turn out. So uh, I don't know. But I uh, was also making a good point that I haven't really thought about. But as far as
1: like people in the chat are concerned, like everyone, everyone's comparing the Diamondbacks to what the Dodgers do, and it's like it, it's not, it's not the same organization. Like they, it, we can't operate the same way the Dodgers do.
0: Yeah, because the Dodgers can afford to get a guy within their organization through a trade. Yeah, and they can afford to get rid of. They can afford to sign, of, afford to sign him yeah. uh, a long-term deal, like. I mean, I think that I, I don't know if I made that point to Benjamin earlier because his talk about Otani, uh, you know, and, and why people are willing to want to give up so much for Bednar, not for Otani, and it really comes down to control, right? Yeah. I, Otani, yeah, Otani's magical. Otani's there's there's no doubt in anybody's mind that Otani is a significantly better player than Bednar. That's not the question. It's a matter of the uh, sure like the that? Diamondbacks not being able to keep him past October and Bednar being under control for a number of years. That, to me, is the one thing at this point I'm looking for out of a trade that the Diamondbacks make, control. and we'll see if they get that. But – uh i do appreciate jesse being with us here from chase field Uh, i do hope that in between there and the the office when you come back here you stop at circle k and pick up some snacks this guy's on all the gas pumps by the way i don't know if you've heard a friend of mine today uh texted me that like uh i'm gas pump famous now and crazy people are going to come out of the woodworks to try to like uh, i don't know like scam me and stuff I, I i haven't been i haven't tried I, to be scammed because i'm on a gas pump someone yeah. tries
1: to get to know me because i'm on a gas station yeah uh, no, I, mean, I pray yeah that's the kind of let, let somebody see me see me on a gas station pump and be like i need it i need to i need to be i, I, for, I keep guy. thinking of that tweet You ever see that tweet where that girl's like oh, why can't i have a guy like this and then the guy's like hey and then she's like no and then he's like i'm literally the guy in the picture like I feel like something like that's gonna happen. Anyway. They're gonna be like, "Oh my god, this guy's so cute!" And gonna be like, "What's popping?" And they're gonna be
0: like, Ew. "And that's how Sean Ew. met his wife." Right? Uh, well, you can stock up at Circle K and maybe find your wife at your local Circle K. Uh, <laughs> it is America's thirst stop. They got coffee, right? right? They got coffee. and and maybe your next wife, and maybe uh, maybe the love of your life. Who knows? But uh, they do have polar pops that stay cold longer, and they do have Circle K branded snacks that should not be slept on because not only are they cheaper, but they are better than whatever else you can get uh, within the same circle case. So make sure to try those out. Also, they have wonderful deals like they're uh, buy, buy four Power Aids for $5. And on top of that, on top of that wonderful deal, you get entered into a drawing to potentially win a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. Of course, well, like I said, to have you the have chance to, to fight me. You have for to, yeah. Once you become Bronco. a finalist, then you have to be drawn as the contender to fight Sean mm-hmm. for the truck. Winner takes all, uh, including... I I don't know. Maybe Sean's maybe 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 Sean's my hair. Hair. I yeah, don't know. Why not if you I mean, want if, it if, it, if it's, you it's, beat him not everyone can get coils like this. Take a, I can take a trophy. It. If you're gonna if you're gonna beat him, take a trophy. Take the, take some of the his stash, hair. take the stash. Yeah. Hang it in your rear view mirror when you drive around. <laughs> uh you can also get uh buy two get one free monster energy drinks and buy two get one free beatbox <laughs> hard tea. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff, including the opportunity to fight Sean. Right now text PHNX to three one three one zero to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce polar pops. Head to circlekcom slash store dash locator to find circle K's near you. Of course, do not miss out on the four peaks beer while you're there. Four peaks is the official craft beer of the Arizona diamondbacks. They have their rattle on red ale, as well as uh, this delicious, super juicy staycation IPA that I'm drinking right now. So make sure to not miss out on the, wo- on the wonderful variety of beers that they have to offer over at four peaks. Uh, they also have their four peaks draft room at chase field. So if if you are there enjoying a baseball game, swing by, check out the draft room. Maybe you watch the baseball game from there. It's located on the suite level, has wonderful food, and of course also has a wonderful view of the game. You can follow them uh, at their calendar at fourpeaks.com events to stay up to date on everything Four Peaks. You can also follow them on social media at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Well, we've discussed whether or not the Diamondbacks should make a trade. Uh, and of course, with Jesse here, before we let him go, uh, we have to make sure that we discuss some more potential trade deadline targets for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And it's time for our favorite guy. It's Dick Mountain time. Let's it's make time. a Dick Mountain out, out of time a to rich climb hill. Dick Mountain, Jesse. Uh, veteran pitcher Rich Hill, a.k.a. Dick Mountain from the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, would bring a lot of things to this starting rotation that they don't currently have, including uh, a left-handed pitcher and a veteran presence that they don't uh, really have from any of their guys. I, I feel like Merrill Kelly is, is, the, is the most adult pitcher that they have there. But uh, let's talk about Rich Hill and, and his season here with the Pittsburgh Pirates.
2: Yeah, if we look at Rich Hill's stats, uh not n- nothing nothing that really jumps off the page, right? He has a 4.82 ERA, 147 WHIP, 114 innings. He's going right around six innings per start, a little under that. 7.7 Ks per 9, 3.5 walks per 9. He has a 4.42 FIP, which is which is just okay. Um but yeah, I mean in, in addition to to the nickname, which I know you guys are probably most excited about, I'm a huge excited, fan of Dick Mountain I, I figured. I figured you probably would be. <laughs> How um, do you not be? Yeah, but, but you know, he actually does bring uh, – would bring some things to this diamondback starting rotation. Um, you know, is he, is he an upgrade over Tommy Henry? Is he an upgrade over Ryan Nelson? I'm not sure. I think the numbers there are pretty similar. You could make a case that that he's not. Uh, but, you know, Brandon Fodd is still very much an, an unknown, even though he was better his last time out. He still has an ERA over 8 on this season. It is pretty likely – uh, at least on paper, that Rich Hill would be a better option for that fifth starter spot the rest of the way than Brandon Fott would be. And he also, if we look at the pros and cons, uh, you know, one of the biggest advantages of potentially making this move is is the cost. Uh, Rich Hill, theoretically, this man is is forty three years old. Uh, he shouldn't cost much as a rental for. I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> I don't like
0: the way you said that. I'm forty two. I don't like that. That's in the con side,
2: Jesse. How dare you, you ageist! Yeah, but at the same time, Derek, you're not a professional athlete. You know, it's, <laughs> you being 22 is totally fine. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're still pitching against major league hitters, your age is a little bit more consequential. Fine. So uh, no, no hard feelings there. But uh, yeah, he is a lefty, which is something that I guess would benefit the Diamondbacks rotation, uh, kind of help balance things out a little bit. He obviously has loads of experience with as many years as he's pitched in the league. Uh, on the con side... As I mentioned, he is just a rental. You're only getting him for the rest of the season. And he hasn't been so great over his last four or five starts. So, not. Um, you know, that, I guess that could be a bit of a red flag. But, the, I mean, the big thing here is, is you know, if the Diamondbacks want to buy, if Mike Hazen wants to be able to, you know, turn around in a few days and tell tell his players, like, you know, I said I was going to buy and I did, uh, Rich Hill is a guy that you could add. Theoretically, he's an improvement and he shouldn't cost all that much uh he he really shouldn't Uh, one would one would hope obviously the market is set really high right now but i think just especially given the way that he's performed recently the price should be should be pretty low from the pirates i think the most
0: important thing here is that for dick mountain to be located in scottsdale arizona makes a lot of sense uh and i have a feeling that that might be one of the areas of town that he looks to live in when he's here also, uh, yeah, I mean, is he worth it? I guess is the big question here. Does, is he, does Dick get you excited? Does Dick make you excited? And is a Dick Mountain enough to get the Diamondbacks
2: over uh, the hump? If you will, right. uh, I, I knew one. I knew I was gonna regret talking about Rachel <laughs> on this show.
0: You knew it. You left us here in the studio yeah. by ourselves, Jesse. We've been making dick mountain jokes you thought all day long. Leah was gonna be
2: able to control. Yeah, us. I thought I thought Leah would be like the adult in the room. Nah, so she loves it. She doesn't have enough power. Maybe she's giggling along. No, with it's you, hilarious. So. <laughs> As Cog said, if you bring us dick, we will never shut up. No. <laughs> yeah. What's the, yes. uh?
1: Summer Walker said it. I just need some dick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I just it. Need some loving. It. It's
0: cheap. It's cheap dick, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the cheapest dick you can it's find. It's the best dick. Um, But does the dick make you better, Jesse? I mean, does Rich I, Hill... Wait, okay. like, I will say this. Like
1: this seems like the kind of dick that would be really fun for like a couple of days and then we would realize that it sucks and we don't want that dick oh. we don't want it anymore
0: like it sucks. But let's be real like it sucks what like i think <laughs> i think if you jesse were to trade for, like yeah i know so i think if you, he's we, so should happy should, yes, we, should we remove jesse from the
1: broadcast while we do this portion no, but like, i don't real, know real talk like i think yeah. i think if, it's it's rich right like it is dick mountain i think if he were to get traded here like the fan base would be a little excited over it <laughs> for a, a few days and then they'd really realize that like oh this is not really like it's not really turning this team from a a, a non-contender into a contender like it's not a it's not a move that really is going to move the needle a whole lot of direction. It helps, uh, especially if it's in a series of other moves. Uh, someone had said in the chat that if you package it with are you feed families. Marco said that, and I, I love that
0: comment. Like absolutely. Um, well, and I, I mean, is he an actual upgrade over Brandon fought? That's the big question. Like Brandon fought, yeah. we don't, we have no idea. Like you know exactly what you're going to get out of Rich Hill. You know exactly. Yeah, exactly there's yeah. no, there's no surprises there. You might have a bad outing here and there. He's not going to be spectacular, but he's gonna, he's he's going to give you what his ERA is most of the time, right? there's there's something there about the idea that we still have no idea we haven't even seen brandon Fott in his final form yet he's not even close to that point yet so i just feel like there's there's an idea here that we might be upgrading or wanting to upgrade to a guy that isn't really going to make this team better and and again i i mean yeah it's all all jokes aside like is he actually going to be enough to get this team to the playoffs by by trading yeah. for him even even if it's prospects That aren't you know like uh, not not a not a major move. Cost is going to be cheap, Jesse. What what do you think that this is end up going to? This kind of move could cost the Diamondbacks.
2: Yeah, we have a we have a trade proposal idea here. Um, This one's tough because I mean it is hard to to gauge what it would really take. Simply because on paper, Rich Hill really shouldn't cost much of anything. Uh, You know, with the money that he's due for the rest of the season, I believe it's around two million or so. I mean, that's probably about what his performance the rest of the year is going to be worth. So you really shouldn't, you really don't feel like you should have to give up much prospect capital to get him. With with what we've seen so far in the market, though, you know, the the Angels paid pretty handsomely for Lucas Giolito, who's obviously a better pitcher, but the Dodgers, as we talked about earlier, I mean, they gave up legit prospects in a deal that got them Lance Lynn, who you could argue is worse than Rich Hill, um, and Joe Kelly, who's, you know, a reliever with an ERA around five. So, I think if you're the D-backs, you have to be realistic and know this is going to cost you at least some sort of prospect capital. I have Dylan Ray here being the primary piece going to Pittsburgh uh, along with a, a left-handed pitcher, I believe is down in Hillsborough and Spencer Giesting. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty hard to, to gauge this. I think Dylan Ray, in, in my book, honestly feels like an overpay for half a season of Rich Hill dylan ray was you know taken in the first few rounds by the diamondbacks just last year and um, had a really good start the other day with hillsborough he's like trending upwards down there so i mean you'd kind of cringe if it if it actually cost a guy like dylan ray to get rich hill for two months but for being realistic it wouldn't shock me if that's sort of where the asking price was
0: it doesn't take much to get dick Jesse. Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't cost much but uh, no, this of, time of year. speaking of you know, especially during this time of year uh speaking of relievers though the diamondbacks could still be in the market for relievers I'd, i i I'm, I'm almost feeling more and more like that might be more important than even going after starting pitching uh i i, I but it changes day to day you know seeing ryan nelson have a struggle and seeing tommy henry have a bad first inning uh completely changes my mindset we'll see how i feel after brandon fought pitches tomorrow but the Diamondbacks still definitely could bring in some relief pitching from these teams that, again, wouldn't cost very much and could potentially give them some stability late in games that they haven't had lately one of those names is Detroit Tigers right-handed pitcher Alex Lang
2: is it Langa or Lang just Lang believe it's just believe it's just Lang
0: they, yeah. they I was ta- I was talking to this guy Not when when the when the last name is too obvious they don't even give you a pronunciation on the nil uh, baseball referencecom but uh, anyway uh, Lang is from the Detroit Tigers again another team that is going to be having a fire sale similar to what the what we're seeing with the White Sox and he has not been terrible as a closer for the Tigers team this year. He actually has a pretty decent ERA. Uh, let's take a look at his stats so far uh, this season.
2: <laughs> yeah, 3.89 ERA, 1-3 whip. Not not fantastic for a closer, but, but decent. Uh, he's thrown 41 and two-thirds innings out of the Tigers bullpen this year, 11.4 Ks per nine. Swing and miss is definitely there. The walks are there as well. Six walks per nine. That's pretty high for a back end reliever. Uh, but he does have 17 saves this year. Alex Lang is 17 for 20 in save opportunities for the Tigers. That's 85. That That is significantly higher uh, than the Diamondbacks save percentage this year, which I believe is right around 70. Um, so yeah, he's a clear upgrade. And if we look at the pros and cons of, of bringing in a guy like Lang, the, before the biggest... we do
0: that, before we do that, Jesse, I want to just notice uh, Alex Lang uh the this is the man who earlier this season i talked about his wonderful Short sleeve turtleneck jersey combo. Can we go back to the stat sheet? We see it a little it bit. Is a, oh, it is a look. It is crazy a crazy man energy. look with, with the, the gold the tats chain and the, tats and, the, the, tats the and the chain. Let's take a look now at what the pros and cons are. Because there's another wonderful image of this man with his chains in full motion. He looks like he's gonna.
1: It looks like he wears it because he's afraid he's gonna get bitten in the neck because he will I, bite you in the neck.
0: I don't understand it. Like, does he cut the sleeves off himself? Is this is it just a, a shirt? Tottenack? Is it a faux turtle? Is it just the it's like a they dickie, have to trade like a dickie. Now. They have oh, to I, trade so
1: we can get answers. I need to know this information. I need to see this man with his shirt off. I
0: mean, <laughs> on an episode <laughs> where we're talking about Dick Mountain, I concur. I also need to see this man with his shirt off. However, uh, some pros and cons here when it comes to Alex Lang. Of course, he is a closer. And that is something, Jesse, that the Diamondbacks absolutely need to start considering at this point.
2: Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing here. Is he does have closing experience. He's only stepped into that role full time this season, so it is a newer thing for him. He's not he's not a David Bednar. He hasn't been doing this. Oh, I guess David Bednar kind of stepped into that role last season for the Pirates. He has a longer track record of, of being an elite reliever, though. Uh, the big thing with Alex Lang on the pro, on the pro side, though, is he's under control through twenty twenty seven. So you're talking about having a closer. A legitimate yeah. closer for four seasons after this one. So four and a half years of control altogether. Uh, his swing and miss stuff is legit. I mentioned uh, his command on the con side. That is That has been a, a downside for him this year up at six walks per nine. I believe it was mid fours uh, the past couple of seasons. So you feel like that's something that could regress in that direction uh, as he moves into the future. He's not necessarily an elite closer, like we said. I mean, the, the numbers that we talked about earlier, they don't. You know, it's not a Araldis Chapman, it's not David Bednar, it's not not that caliber of a guy. But he has shown himself to be really reliable in that role. And uh, the last thing on the con side here is he's probably going to cost a a decent amount. Um, you know, four years of control of any kind of reputable reliever at this point, that's that's going to cost a, a pretty penny. So, um, you know, we'll see if the Diamondbacks are obviously david bednar is a a guy you would like to have a a lot more than alex lang Hmm. but depending on how the cost works out he might be a much more realistic option for them
1: a couple people in the chat are not a fan of the non-elite uh descriptor yeah (laughs) Yeah, i can't say i am
0: either no yeah it very much has like Past failure vibe for trade, like Shelby like, Miller. How was it? Type vibe. I was like if someone
1: asked you how a movie was, you're like, yeah, "It's okay." Yeah.
0: It's, I wouldn't <laughs> say it was a lead, but it was alright. Like that is exactly yeah, how. That's how Gerald movie, but... responded to me. Spoiler alert about Secret Invasion, and I knew things weren't going to go good because I had not watched the finale yet. And I was like, "How?" Was it the sounds finale? like a nice person saying he something said, sucks. He said, "Fine." He said it was fine, and I was like, "It, oh, it honestly sounds like how Jesse fine. would say somebody sucks." Yeah, no, it's
2: fine. Well, I can, I can honestly tell you that wasn't the case here that's wasn't fair. That's fair. Alex, Lang, Alex Lang does not suck but yeah I mean it's like <laughs> what like on the con side what kind of negative descriptor do you give to say that like a guy is genuinely good like he is genuinely good but like he's not that good yeah. like I can't yeah. say he's mediocre because that would make him sound worse than he actually Just is shy But I guess non non elite was was the best thing I could come up.
0: with. It's kind of like when we talked about Chafin's numbers before that last outing he had, that was pretty bad. Right. Like Chafin's numbers were the exact kind of reliever that we would throw the entire farm at to get. It felt like. Right. So it's like sometimes you don't really know. But then looking at his numbers that we put up earlier. Yeah. His numbers don't scream that he's an elite reliever or pitcher of any kind and I mean sure some of the other guys that were elite like David Bednar that we talked about did have some things to their peripherals that showed that they had really good defense behind it and it wasn't maybe all of them but eh, I mean at this point the Diamondbacks really need to consider the kind of player that they're going to get in return for some of these trades and our proposal here is not going to be a cheap one we are saying that this is going to cost Alec Thomas oh to the Detroit Tigers so no now, I'm now done. I'm good I'm out Oh you're good you're out We can move on Yeah that john's out jesse you out you in what are you in on this trade what do you thought
2: i don't know um i i think gambo i believe reported a few days ago that the tigers were intrigued by Alex thomas or something like that i think he's a guy they'd be interested in i think yeah. if you're the d-backs you probably try to uh form some sort of a package deal with the tigers where you yeah, get, get a controllable rodriguez. reliever and alex lang but yeah maybe you get you know a short-term starter like an eduardo rodriguez um you know or michael lorenzen in the same deal i think you'd probably feel better about that if you're trading an asset like alec thomas but look at the same time like if the tiger if this is actually what the cost was it wouldn't totally shock me on in theory it is an overpay you know i did the baseball trade values thing for whatever that's worth and you know it does say that this would be an overpay for the diamondbacks but i mean it's four years like the tigers have a lot of leverage in this situation they don't need to move lang right now um and four and a half years of a bona fide closer who could get better with time still on the upswing of his career it wouldn't shock me if alec thomas is is what that costs and frankly i think diamondbacks fans might have to be realistic about alec thomas and you know recognize that is as good as he is in center field and you know, I think we've seen him take some steps forward offensively this year. The guy hasn't hit left-handed pitching in the majors. He has shown basically no sign of being able to hit left-handed pitching in the majors, and that's really limiting in his long-term profile. If you're if you're you know as heavy of platoon splits as Alec Thomas does at this point, you have to have a real conversation about whether a guy like that can actually be an everyday player. As of right now, I think he, he more profiles as a fourth outfielder, and if you view him that way, if the Diamondbacks view him that way, yeah you'd probably trade you know five or six years of a fourth outfielder for four and a half years of you know a bona fide closer who could even improve once once he gets over here so it very much depends on how the diamondbacks view alec thomas uh,
0: marcos valencia ask isn't rodriguez controllable in regards to eduardo rodriguez he very much so is i think he is under contract until the 2026 season so yeah, uh, that's through, why we're
2: 2026, 20, but he also has an opt out that he is very likely to take. So I think teams are viewing Eduardo Rodriguez as a rental as well they should, because barring some sort of catastrophe in the that half, he's, that he's opt out. That opt out is
0: after this season. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah.
1: I really like Marcos's uh we we feed families phrase. I'm going to start yeah. using so that.
0: Eduardo Rodriguez and Lang and we feed families and yes we do. Yes we. Do. <laughs> I'm
1: going to start. Um, using well
0: that. Jesse, we appreciate uh, you updating us from Chase Field and I know you're going to be out there all weekend long. Uh, so make sure to keep it locked to Mister Friedman's globe. Twitter. Uh, that's Jesse N. Friedman on the Twitter uh, and also uh, we might have an emergency podcast or two in store if the Diamondbacks do make a move. So course we ask you keep it locked right here jesse we thank you and uh we will see you if not at some point this weekend we'll see you on monday
2: you will not see me on monday derek I mean, oh I guess that is will. right yeah, he's going point. to san francisco <laughs> you loser that's
0: right he's just going off to still cover this team so we will have jesse in place strategically uh throughout if the end do of the, trade the deadline. deadline
1: and jesse's just in san francisco yeah if we
0: send like look hazen hayes if we send Jesse all the way to San Francisco you know and some. nothing gonna happens, make work. <laughs> I'm, we're going to be furious. We're going to be furious. Our bosses are going to be furious. Our bosses' bosses are going to be furious. But anyway, all right. So Jesse will be uh, out there for the series with the Giants, which apparently is going to be a very important series for the Diamondbacks. and <laughs> Apparently. Could determine uh, the, their fate, even. So uh, keep it locked to Jesse Freeman. Jesse, we thank you again for uh, joining us.
2: Yeah, my flight leaves at 6 a.m. tomorrow. So I guess I should go home and pack. Yeah? God yeah. damn it. That, that gives me so much Jesse
0: anxiety. Procrastinating. Get out of here now. I, I am the same Stray way him. I feel you. Get there. End this call with him. I don't want him on here anymore. Make him go be responsible. Go do your thing, Jesse. My God. But, <laughs> uh, have a safe flight, Jesse. Yeah, we do. Drink lots of water, Jesse. You know I worry about you all the time. I hope he took his sunglasses with him cuz he forgets them here at the office all the time. Uh, but you he should his laptop. He does forget his laptop. The writer he forgets does. his laptop at the office. I mean, but if he,
1: Jesse if he... still can hear all of this by the way and yeah. he just can't defend himself. Yeah, but we're not letting him get two words
0: <laughs> in edgewise. I will say this though. Sunglasses. Uh Jesse's are probably here at the office. He may have lost them and if he did, they are shady rays. So, One thing that's great about Shady Rays is if he did lose his Shady Rays, he would get a brand new free pair sent out to him uh, for losing them because Shady Rays offers the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear. Uh, It is backed. Your sunglasses with Shady Rays are backed by a lost and broken replacement plan if you lose or break your pair, even on day one. They will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They have your back long after you purchase. You can shop their entire collection at the brand new location here in town at Carolyn Commons. It's a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And of course, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can also return them or exchange them for a completely new pair. uh, No questions asked. There's no risk when you shop. Exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try yourself. Try for yourself. The shade's rated by five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people. Uh and of course, Jesse Jesse isn't here to talk about how uh, aesthetically pleasing the game time app is, mm. but uh Sean can attest I to can. it. I can. I look it,
1: at the price of Drake tickets on it basically every day. He
0: does. He's stalking Drake on the game time app. And wow. of course, Not just games, not just stalking off the app. Well, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. Well, he's stalking the tickets on the app. Is what he's doing, and you can too, because of course procrastinators uh, get to win big on the Game Time app. The later, the longer you wait, the cheaper the price goes. Of course, Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals, and it is the fastest growing ticket. App in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem code twenty PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute ticket prices, lowest price guaranteed. You all right over there, pal? No, I just. I, I,
1: I get this comment that I look like Jordan Poole all the time and I don't have my glasses on so I can't see it so I put my glasses on <laughs> just to see that I was getting called like, like I look like Jordan Poole and I took them back off. I don't think no. I look like Jordan Poole I, I don't, I'm don't. i not hurt by it but I just don't think it, it's that accurate and yes Cogs I've listened to Utopia it's, right. it's good but it's not his best
0: album all right, well there you go. Uh by the way, if you want to enjoy music the right way, do it with a little bit of a wink, right? Uh and that with uh our friends at Wink. It's a seltzer uh with a wink of THC. Uh summer's not a spectator sport, so grab an ice cold Wink and go out there and play. They have a perfect balance of THC and CBD, and of course, they have a couple of varieties uh with their cans. They also have their countdown for those of you that need a little bit extra bit of a boost but make sure if you're looking for just a balanced light and social drink check out their wink it's bubbly enough to make the room work bubbly enough to keep your wits about you and make sure that you are not uh too far gone to enjoy the party that's to be had uh, they're also zero calories uh zero sugar and zero alcohol they're available in two and a half milligram or five milligram cans you can find wink right here in arizona look for wink at all sunday goods dispensaries in the valley and botanica dispensary in tucson they're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others so uh, check out everything they have to offer at drinkwink.com and that is w-y-n-k So get down on that immediately. Uh, We thank you guys, of course, for being here. Those of you that showed up tonight after this loss, we love you. We appreciate you. It's Friday night. We know you have better ways to spend your time, but we are so glad you spent it with us. You can follow me on Twitter at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Follow him and ask him for all of his music. Uh, d- what, reviews? Uh, you you like, can ask me about anything. All of your takes. Listen, I got it no friends. I have Twitter.
1: no life. Talk to me on the internet. That's I right. Need, Send I need questions.
0: We're just kind of an AMA with Sean on Twitter, but you can Literally. get him at Sean underscore to pause, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed <laughs> I was winking the entire same. week. <laughs> I know, but it
1: was like, it was aggressive <laughs> it and you what? didn't even notice. I was hoping somebody
0: did. I noticed. Do we even call it Twitter anymore? Do I even say that we're on Twitter? on Twitter. We're on the X. I don't know, but uh, you can get Leah Merrill on there. She's at M-E-R-R-A-L-L. Uh, of course, our show is at P-H-N-X underscore d but all roads lead to <laughs> at P-H-N-X underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we're still Damon's dogs, by the way. Whether Damon's here or not, we're still Damon's dogs. Uh, we appreciate you guys for being here tonight. We thank you so much for your time. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you can win baseball games uh, at your home ballpark.